Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of TheRandyReport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. Since the release of the oh-so-romantic Dancing in the Living Room, out singer-songwriter Cameron Hawthorne has continued to release a string of top-shelf country anthems, from the most recent, To Break Hers, a heartbreaking tribute to a previous relationship before he came out, to the sexually charged up-tempo Oh Hot Damn. Now, the handsome country crooner has released a new EP, Mustang, curating those previous hits alongside two new tracks, a robust Roy Orbison-flavored Boys and the title track that celebrates opening the gate to personal independence, freedom, and empowerment. With an obvious knowledge and appreciation for classic country, Cameron brings a fresh flavor to his music that ranges from authentic emotional ballads to swaggering up-tempos. Usually on The Randy Report, I'd lead into an interview with an up-tempo track, but this time, I really want you to get a sense of Cameron's emotional and melodic range. So let's take a listen to his devastatingly personal To Break Hers, and then we'll chat with Cameron Hawthorne. Up in my jacket, she was happy. In that moment, I could have told her how I felt, but I didn't let the words out. I wasn't honest with myself. Time does lots of damage, way more damage than you think. Sailing on a ship that's bound to sink Back then I knew it wasn't love Kept hoping that it was And she just kept on falling Back then I should have set her free Cause I knew I'd never be What she really wanted Back then at the start Oh, I wish I'd had the heart To break hers Why'd I go and shake her daddy's hand? I should've never seen her hometown I should've never been that man Made a promise he knew he couldn't keep I hate how I let her waste so much time on me Back then I knew it wasn't love Kept hoping that it was And she just kept on falling Back then I should have set her free Cause I knew I'd never be what she really wanted Back then at the start Oh, I wish I'd had the heart To break her. 
lots of damage, way more damage than you think. Girl, I'm sorry that I built our ship to sink. Back then, I knew it wasn't love. Kept hoping that it was, and she just kept on falling. Back then, I should have set her free, 'cause I knew I'd never be what she really wanted. Back then, at the start, oh, I wish I'd had the heart. Wish I'd had the heart to break hers. Cameron Hawthorne, how are you? I am doing so good. Thank you for calling me, Randy. How are things in your COVID world? Things are good, as good as they can be. You know, just trucking along with the music. It's been good. Speaking of the music, congratulations on the new EP, Mustang. I have been following your music since you released "Dancing the Living Room," which totally caught me the first time I saw it because it shows this romantic side that, especially gay guys, rarely get to see in country music. Especially, your music has always landed with me. I'm a Fort Worth boy myself, so I grew up on country music, like real country music. And when I listen to you, I can hear Johnny Cash and and some Roy Orbison in there, but I also hear. Contemporary, more current artists like Shania Twain, and there's a lot of Brad Paisley in your writing for me, and Eric Church. The first thing that really kind of caught attention since you came out was "Dancing in the Living Room," and the music video was so romantic, and it's all about dancing with the person you love, whether they're same sex or not, in the living room in this very private kind of romantical moment, and it just landed with people right out of the gate. What was your experience with releasing the video, and and how did you find that you needed to share that message? Well, thank you first of all for all your your words, and 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 even those comparisons those are that's a compliment for me. I'm very inspired by the classics and and Shania as well, and Air Church, and yeah, with the song I always. I dreamt of making that video. I dreamt of releasing the song, and I never really knew if I would. And with the video, it was one of those things where I wanted to just place myself subtly into the end of the video with my story. I could have kept it a little third person, I guess,、mm-hmm. which is how the video begins. But I decided to release it with me in it, and it's been the most life-changing, positive experience. And I'm really thankful. I mean, it's so landed. I know people picked it up, and、uh, CMT picked it up. The Advocate, so many outlets picked it up because I think it just so resonated with us. And one of the things you did so well in the music video, first of all, it has that really classic country sound to it. But you mentioned you're at the end of the video, but. A lot of artists would put themselves like front and center. Like this is this is my my first big music video. I'm gonna be right here in the in the. Look at me, look at me. But we, we, you really are inclusive with other characters, and you, and you create. There's diversity in age. There's diversity in race. And then you come in, and at the very end, you dance with with your guy, and it just felt like this really. Comfortable feel. I didn't feel like someone was saying, "Hey, I'm the gay guy. Hey, I'm the gay guy. Look, I'm dancing with the guy, dancing with the guy." It was just like, 
of course, this is how everybody is. It was if, for a word that I hate, but I'm going to use. It was like, oh, normal, like everybody else. We're the same thing. Yep, we like that too. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think the I see why you you you're not a fan of that word, but I think at the end of the day, like that is kind of the message I wanted to say is this is normal and yeah. and it's at the end of the day it's about love you know mm-hmm. and that was the message of that song you know in the song there's nothing overtly gay per se <laughs> but there is that message in there that love is love and that's the biggest message of the video i think too it also took me back when i was living in new york i discovered a two a gay two-stepping event once a month you know other guys went to like circuit park circuit party things and I discovered gay two-stepping and it was like the first time I ever danced with a guy and when I saw your music video I thought oh man I remember especially like slow country dancing with a guy in New York City and like the first time it wasn't like being in a gay bar where guys are like on the prowl or they're looking to hit someone up or something guys would like walk up and ask you to dance like hi would you like to dance you're like uh-huh Okay. Um, I was kind of shy back in the day. I wouldn't say I am now. But it, and it was so romantical to have, I like that word romantical, like hold a guy's <laughs> hand while you're dancing. And it's not just stepping side to side and listening to, you know, Madonna or something. But it was, there was like a relationship to it or there was a sensualness to it. And the video took me back to that. I, I want to ask you, so you dance a little in the video. Do you remember the first time you danced with a guy? I think it would have been the the, the, the guy I, I wrote the song about, the guy I dated. So I've, I'm thinking that would have been the first time, but we actually would dance to Britney Spears in the living room. Oh, it wasn't awesome. actually, <laughs> awesome. you know, a slow dancing all the time, but that's kind of what, you know, inspired that song. Speaking of dancing, though, the next single from the EP was Oh Hot Damn, and you totally turn up the tempo, turn up the heat. It's a totally different vibe and actually it's it's kind of my scenario in my cactus club two-stepping memory is you're you're in a bar and you start dancing and people are line dancing and it's up tempo and you're a little rough and ready and and you see this cowboy and it's just totally fun yeah it's uh definitely a little more up tempo than dancing in the living room yeah i, w- I wrote that song kind of right after dancing in the living room came out and was exploring really just writing about you know, sex, to mm-hmm. be honest. Yeah, no, that's about, good. Like, like the hot and heavy stuff that I never really got to write about before. I mean, as teenagers, you know, we never got to go through that. So I'm sort of going through that now, getting to date and getting to go out and have all these experience, like you're saying, on the, on the dance floor. That is definitely, yeah, turning up the heat a little bit. Well, I saw recently that you shared with American Songwriter that the title track of the EP, Mustang, I thought this was so interesting, came about because the word was rolling around your head and you did research and discovered that Mustangs are horses that are actually descended from domesticated horses who evolved into these spirited horses. Now, there's a metaphor for today for you. (laughs) Yeah, I actually just got chills when you said that back to me. Yeah, that that word Mustang has been in my mind for a while, and I don't ignore that, you know, if something is kind of knocking on the door for a while. So um, I did, I researched it, found that out. I mean, immediately it was like, this is a song, this is a story, you know. And it's you. It is, it is, yeah. 
for sure. Especially the idea of the writing process and the creativity that goes into it. And you were saying how you weren't used to writing about same-sex relationships or using even the right pronouns that related to you. Yeah, I mean, I never, right, I never wrote about, I kind of avoided writing about relationships. Um, if I did, it was for, for another person, like another artist. I mean, a long time ago, maybe I was writing those songs, but I just slowly started to write. I mean, my EP in 2017, there's a song about a, like road trips. <laughs> there's a song about my happy place is the water, like the lake or the pool. And then there's a song about my mom. So I really avoided writing about that. I mean, I guess that's sort of our, as artists, we kind of do that to protect ourselves, maybe. I don't know. I mean, it feels so incredible to get to just have that wall come down and write and sing about what I want. Now, I have to bring up, I was devastated by To Break Hers. I lived that story myself. For mm-hmm. the listeners, if you haven't listened, heard it yet, why haven't you? But if you haven't, um, Cameron writes and sings about the girls that he dated before he came to authenticity with himself. And ha- not only about your own experience, but the fact that it, it impacted and broke the girl's heart. And I, when I was in college, I had the Cameron, the cutest girlfriend. And she was so smart and she was <laughs> sassy. Like I kept thinking, why are you with me? And I kept thinking, man, every guy would want to date her. And it was fun and it was great and everything. But there were times when she would put her head on my shoulder and sigh. And maybe not in a conscious voice, but in a subconscious voice in my head. I remember, I know I felt, oh gosh, I'm not the guy. I'm not the guy. But I couldn't say it out loud. And so when I watch, and by the way, the song is beautiful. Musically, when, when I listen, there's this terrific, very gentle, moving piano motif and then the steel guitar on top and it just feels like this churning undercurrent underneath the emotion that something was always churning but you but it's not being overt it's not being heavy-handed like oh i really feel this emotion it's just like this churning thing so the whole thing landed for me and i have to tell you like that was when i knew i had to talk to you out loud because it was (laughs) such a great song and i think so many gay men have to relate to this thank you so much like that i really really appreciate your words i I mean i know i said this at the beginning but you have a way with words like a a really really good way with words and and i knew it was in your writing but in speaking too like you just have a good way of speaking about everything so i really appreciate that you know all your words are mean a lot to me randy yeah that song that song had been a song i wanted to write for a while I just moved to Nashville and met up with uh, this other singer-songwriter in Nashville who I knew, and and I just told her, I said, this is a song I've been wanting to write. It's kind of an apology, in a way, to her, to myself. I mean, as soon as we started writing, it just poured out, and I knew it was a song I was going to release. I remember reading a quote several years ago that the sign of a great song is the first time you hear it, knowing it's a new song, your first reaction might be, wait, th- it, this hasn't been around? I, this feels so familiar. Like, th- this has to be a song that's been around for a long time because it just feels so 
natural. It feels so realistic. It feels so authentic. And that's what To Break Hers was for me. I thought, this cannot be new, but it is. But it, it just felt like this is something I've, I've heard in my head for years and years and years. That's the mark of a, of a terrific writer, and it sounds like something that poured out of you. I wanted to say also about writing, I know you recently told uh, Curtis Wong at HuffPost that you're not the kind of musician who can write three to five songs every week, which I totally relate to as a, as a writer. I totally get that. Do you, do you ever feel a pressure to write something, or do you take notes about ideas that come across your head and then go, oh, I'll get to that, or oh, don't forget that, or what is your writing process like? Yeah, it's different every time. I think that it is, there is a pressure to, especially in Nashville, to constantly be churning out, you know, the next hit. And I see a lot of writers that have sometimes two a days every day for a week and uh, during their week. And it's just, I, I like I said, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I can do it. I can, I can definitely, I've done it before, but I feel like it's, it's never my best work. And I, I heard Ryan Tedder say one time, you are only as good as your worst song that you've written. Oh yeah. And if you're churning out songs, I do think there is something about sharpening that skill for sure. Yep. Um, That's a good point. But, from, I don't know. I guess it's a kind of a catch twenty two. Like you have to you have to work and sharpen your skill, but at the same time, you don't want to burn yourself out. And for me, I like to be inspired by something and then run to the piano or run to the guitar yeah. and and just start going. Because I'm the type of person when I have an idea, I can't stop thinking about it. So I know I'm going to finish the song and you know, I'll obsess over it, whether I'm driving in the car or in the shower or, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm thinking about it. Like, I'm constantly thinking about that song until it's done. I get the inspired thing totally. And on the flip side, I, I do think that you have to learn to, sh- like, as you say, sharpen your skills. But it's writing can be like a muscle and you, you have to go to the gym a bit and like buff things up. But you have to, you know, stay in shape. But it does require inspiration for your best stuff, I think. Yeah, it's a balance, right? I think it's a balance. And here's the question. Speaking of balance, what do you do when you're not doing music? What do you do to keep on balance to outside of music? What, what do you do that keeps you creative or keeps you fresh or clears your head or you enjoy? Well, during COVID, I've been <laughs> spending a lot of time in the country. Um, and that's been very inspirational just to be out in the country. I don't, I don't really get to do that a lot when I'm, you know, going hard in Nashville or, and so that's been really inspiring. And then, I mean, I love movies and TV shows and, and I really do stay up to date with music. Like every Friday I'm listening to the new music that's coming out. I mean, throughout the week, you know, what's also been really good about COVID is it's given me time to go back and be more inspired by the classics that I've, I love. So yeah, I would say the arts, you know, and other artists are really inspirational to me. And then just this kind of uh, peace and quiet time. I just realized um, in doing a little research on you, a little bit about you, I didn't know. And it's something, it's kind of a little bit of a six degrees of separation connection that you and I have. 
I read somewhere your first album you ever owned was Grease. Yeah. <laughs> now, my husband is a Living Newton-John's publicist. Oh, really? Oh, my gosh. That's so cool. I saw that, like, right before we got on the phone. I'm like, oh, my goodness. And you know what's funny? When, when I saw that, and I thought about Olivia, who I adore, by the way, and she's everything you want her to be. <laughs> I love that. Your music reminds me a lot of Olivia when I think about it. Because, you know, a, a lot of people forget that Olivia started in country music. And she had mm. country music awards before Grease ever happened. But she was a country artist. She crossed over to, to pop music. And your music, Oh Hot Damn, feels like a crossover thing, that, which is kind of when I say Shania Twain. Not so much her sound, but that sensibility of, of being accessible to different genres. That's how I see your music. And Olivia was very much that way. And, and I think your songs are going to hold up just like hers do. Well, thank you. That's, that's a big compliment. I mean, I, I did. I grew up on Greece. I remember that was definitely the first. It was. I think it was that and like... Uh, like TLC oh, <laughs> was awesome. like that yeah. second oh, combination. But that was like a little boombox. I remember getting that for Christmas and I was obsessed with Grace. I watched it all the time. And, you know, I've been thinking about doing a cover of maybe a song from that, like hopelessly, hopelessly devoted, devoted to you. I think it'd sound- be really cool. Yes. It would sound great in your voice. And I'd love to hear what you do with it. Okay. So write that down. Do that, please. <laughs> That'd be great. Listen, thank you so much for having time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. And I'm so happy about the success that that you're seeing. And I know there's a long road ahead of you in this career, but it's fun to be here at the beginning with you. Thank you so much, Randy. And yeah, I really appreciate all your work and for supporting me. And keep on writing because you're super talented. Thank you. You're awesome. Thank you. Okay, I'm used to being the one handing out the compliments here, but thank you, Cameron, for your kind words. And I really appreciate you having the time to sit down and chat with us about your new EP, Mustang, which, remember, folks, is available now at all digital download sites. I'll have the link in the show notes. For more information about Cameron and his music, head over to, God bless simplicity, www.cameronhawthorne.com. I'll have the link to that website and his social media in the show notes. And that brings me to the end of this episode of The Randy Report. If you enjoy catching up on LGBTQ news in a quick podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd share The Randy Report with your friends. I like to think of this podcast as the 60 minutes of gay news, only shorter. And remember you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I cover the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBTQ community and its allies. A couple of quick things... Please remember to wear a face mask when out and about, wash your hands frequently, and practice social distancing. I'll close out this episode with the title track to Cameron Hawthorne's new EP, Mustang. Thanks for listening, folks. See you next time. I've been walking around this nowhere town Just circling the same old track Always told no, sir. Well, guess I gotta go, sir. Ain't no looking back. You found me on my own, dear. On the open road here. Now that we can be alone, dear. It's better than a rodeo. Touching you sets me free. Holding you gets me running at a high speed. Squeezing.
Mustang. It's going like a Mustang. 